everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 576. We are a podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm Dijeron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And how is everybody doing tonight? I'm friggin' tired. I am tired, too. <sighs> um, I'm, I'm hanging in there for the most part. I, I, I got this. You know how I say it goes, I got this. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, you good, you good. And I just had to reset your your settings for your webcam because you were slightly off by a split second, but I took care of that. It's nothing you did. Me or Mako? No, no, you. Mako is oh. Mako is rarely on camera. It's like you got, to get Mako on a camera, you need three you need three D twenties. And a D one hundred. You got to make sure you roll a D. You got to roll a twenty on each of those on those three dice, and pull a hundred on the on the last one. That's a, basically the only way. No, Marco does not have work on Wednesday or going in late or something for her to be on on a Tuesday. Or or you just throw five hundred bucks into her PayPal account. <laughs> 500 bucks I will beat a full face on my uh and get on stream see as it says in the, as he said in the movie twins money talks and bullshit walks <laughs> but nobody else remembers the line after that no not what's the other line after that he, he, he says so how can bullshit walk <laughs> I don't know. You walk pretty well. Oh, that's harsh. You walked into that one. Yeah, um, I'm ending the show early. I'm going to have to pull a reverse Ryoga Hibiki and bury somebody. He needs some burn cream. Please tell me somebody capped that. <sighs> or clipped that, I should say. <sighs> Assholes. The lot of you. Assholes. I'm not disproving that, so. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. May your lovely cat Cassie leave you something special on your bed first thing in the morning. No, no, we we don't mess with my sleep schedule. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> no, no, we don't. The sleep schedule does not get messed with. I've had to deal with late night barf specials way too many times. <laughs> so what's one more? Yeah, no. Oh, you're no fun. 
Anywho, we are alive tonight, week of blah, 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 uh, February 7th, 2023, right here on Twitch TV. You will find us here every Tuesday night from 9 to 10.30 p.m. at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. And you always find them here on Twitch at Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. They kick things off on Sundays with uh, the Bobby Blackwolf show at 8, followed by Orange Don Radio at 9. And there will be some programming note. There will not be a Bobby Blackwolf show this uh, Sunday. He'll be off enjoying himself while watching the Super Bowl. Good for him. <laughs> and a superb owl. Say what? I said superb you. owl. Superb owl, hand, egg, puppy bowl, kitten bowl. Either or. We're, we're, we're going to see what's going... We're going to find out what's going to happen. Either the eagles are going to be uh, plucked like, 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 like uh, generic birds, or the chiefs are going to basically get chucked. That was a little weak on your part. Yeah, I have to admit, it was pretty weak because I couldn't think of the word I was trying to find, but, you know, it happened. Anywho, uh, enough about that. We're going to move right along here with how was your week? How? Oh, wait. Before we get into that, one more thing I forgot to mention is we have a Discord. Come hang out with us on our Discord at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel, so come through, hang out, and have a good time. We'd be having some good conversations in there, so come through. You don't want to be missing out. And now that I got that out the way, we're going to go ahead and kick things off with how was your week? How was your day, Ari? Uh, a lot of my week's just been going to work, going to the gym, and just being tired in between everything else. But I, re- but I respect the grind because you are going to the gym like with every day. Every other day. That's what I shoot for. Like, good. Oh, that's I good. Go to, I wanted to go today, but I couldn't because I had to also bop down to my doctor's because when I last visited him, he gave me a, a prescription, that's, which was uh, supposed to help with weight loss. That uh, I forget the name of it, but you like inject it like into your arm mm-hmm. and, and like a certain amount of uh, milligrams per injection and it lasts like a week. But when I went to get it filled, they told me, uh, yeah, we're like, this isn't available anywhere. It's just that hard to f- get a hold of. I'm like, what did they give you? Uh, they ended up giving me Ozempic. Oh, oh, that's what I had a feeling. I had a feeling that's what they were giving you. Yeah. For, for, for the weight loss, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You're not, yeah, I... you're not the only person. Like I have a friend. She couldn't find it. Yeah. But I, like I said, I went to my doctor. He wrote out the prescription for Ozempic. I got there after work and picked it up, and and I went to fill it today. They said oh, I'll probably be in tomorrow. I'm like, all right. Look, as long as as long as you're taking it and you continue to focus on your grind, you're gonna be all right, dude. I I did manage to get off for the Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. I I was I thought I'd be coy about it. It's like. Yeah, could like you know contact the product. Like, yeah, could I? Uh, I need to get off for the twelve and use a personal date. Like, uh, and the woman I talked to. Uh, no, that's a twelve. That's all booked up. That's the Super Bowl. It's been like that for weeks. I'm like, 
Fuck. <laughs> so I just bit the bullet and took a sick day. And since I got my actual work schedule for the next few months, I did take APL on March the 26th, which is the last day of Zenkai Con. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, that week, like that Monday through Sunday, th that uh, vacation week was booked up, so I had to take the vacation week, you know, directly after that. Gotcha, gotcha. And I only had to, and I have, you know, Thursday I'm scheduled off, Friday I'm scheduled, Friday I'm scheduled off, Saturday I'm scheduled off, and then Sunday I have is the only day I have to work before my uh, uh, my vacation. So I'm like, okay, PL date there, and I basically have a week and a half vacation. Mm, I like the sound of that. It, it, it kind of reminds me when I took uh, Thanksgiving week off from work. It was quiet. My boss was like, take the Monday, Tuesday. The office was closed from Wednesday. So I was like, sure, why not? So, so other than that, I've just been... Monjaro, that's what it is. Cedabiri brought it up for me. Thanks. Yeah, That's the stuff. Yeah, Cedarberry says it's tough to get because a lot of rich people are trying to lose weight or buying it all out. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Seriously? Rich people don't need this. Rich, You rich people, you got money. Buy a gym and get a personal trainer. Uh-huh. Because I'll, I'll get to it my weekend day soon, but, you know, as you were saying, you know. Uh, no, that's pretty much it for me. Okay. Mako, how was your week? How was your day? Um, not bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, yesterday was my birthday. So this weekend I was out in the city to celebrate. Um, and because of, you know, my birth month being in February, mm -hmm. uh, my birthday tends to go down the shitter sometimes <clears throat> sometimes sometimes so friday worked out well uh went to the golden girls kitchen mm -hmm. eat yummy food um that was really fun and uh so you know that was the plan for friday yep. saturday was supposed to be bar hopping mm -hmm. thank you sierra beery um so saturday was supposed to be bar hopping and um after waking up and seeing what the temperature was like. Six was degrees. Like, yeah, it was just like, uh, oh, the wind chill is negative. Um, we can go bar hopping whenever the hell we want to. It does not have to be today. The temperature reading was just an icicle and a middle finger emoji. See, I don't know what, what you were looking at, but when I checked the weather that morning, with the wind chill, it was six no, when I checked the weather that morning, because I actually posted a picture of it on my Facebook, mm -hmm. uh, <sighs> weather said that it was 10 degrees with a feels like of negative seven. And that was at 1023 that morning. Because yeah, I know we had a mutual friend who was going to join us. I And I had messaged her saying, we may be changing things around. She's like, cool, let me know. Right after I said that and you said, we were like, yeah, no, this ain't happening. Yeah, it. I mean, it sucks because by the afternoon it did, you know, start to warm up. But I'm again. It's just you know I wanted to do something for my birthday mm -hmm. Friday. We went to 
you know, Golden, uh, Golden Girls Kitchen. That was something for my birthday. And, you know, I had the surprise party. And, you know, I was just able to hang out and relax. So, you know, it still works out. And we'll just have to reschedule for, you know, actual just bar hopping. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so... You know, it was just, it was just a lot of, it was very relaxing. And then on my way home, I'm like, hmm, it's early enough. I wasn't able to go into the city and get anything. So I I can stop and, you know, pick some things up for myself. Mm -hmm. So I I picked up certain things that are legal in Jersey on Sunday on my way home. Enjoyable Sunday nights and a very enjoyable birthday yesterday. Okay, fair, fair. You know, I, I I could see myself doing that too, which I probably have done. But anywho, so my weekend day was about it was about the same. You know, me and Marco we hung out and we actually marathon. We finished uh, Alice in Borderland, which was really good, and we started another series called The Machinai. That was the name of it, right? The Machinai. I don't remember. I know that it's a live mm-hmm. action based off of a manga and really good. Like, I've seen nothing but rave reviews for it so mm-hmm. far. Let me see if I can look it up real quick. The Machinai. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Pardon me. The I Cooking for the Maiko House. That's what it was called. Yep. So we ended up watching that very late night and... And that's been the long and short. Work's been pretty good. Well, work has gotten interesting as of today. You remember how, remember over the last few weeks, the big tech giants have been laying people off? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that hit our company too. Oh, ouch. Yeah. You didn't lose your job, did you? Uh, no, no, no. If I did, I would have messaged y'all right away, and I would have made that post on on my face, on my personal Facebook. My department is good. Only three people were let go. They did a restructuring, so you know it kind of sucks because one of the managers was really good and um just had a kid, like not even like six months ago. That's not good. I know, but they probably gave one hell of a severance uh, severance pay, so you know. So I think that so you know other than that, work has been pretty good. I can't complain too much. But now that we're down a few more people, it's just gonna be down to to the grind. It's just gonna be. I would normally come in, relax for a few minutes, brew up a cup of coffee, grab my bagel, or fix a bowl of Lucky Charms. That drink my coffee while going through the um my my news start page to see what's going on. No, that ain't happening. As soon as I sit down and start eating that cereal, I'm jumping right into the ticket queue and be like, what do we have here? Because normally, when we come in at 9 a.m., there's nothing in the queue. Now there is stuff in the queue from last night. So it's like, oh, this is going to be interesting. So it shouldn't be too, too bad. So anywho, um, we, now we got that out the way. We're going to go ahead and get into some uh, housekeeping notes. Um... And I know a few people have talked, have have come to me about, you know, about the commercials on the stream. So here's the thing. If you have, if you sub to our channel, 
there are there are no ads. You're you're good. You're golden. If you do not have um a, a sub to our if you don't have a sub, there are ads, but it's like no more than thirty seconds, and it's like in two different spots on the stream. And I try to set it so that you don't miss too too much, but the ad revenue coming in does help to keep the show going one way or another. So, because believe you me, all the equipment that's been invested, it ain't cheap. So, I just want to let y'all know. So, if you don't want to deal with commercials, uh, sub to the channel. That That's all. But, again, I try to have no more than one minute worth of commercials in every episode. And it's kind of spread out. So... We should, y'all should be good about that. So, um, let's see what else we have in housekeeping here. Want to let you know that uh, episodes of our podcast are available on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session. Uh, just click on playlists, then go to Podcast VODs. The most recent episode will be there Thursday at 12 noon. So, you can definitely check it out there. And our first convention is coming up. Uh, ZenkaiCon 2023. I already submitted the uh, press forms. Hopefully, everything will go through. Uh, it'll be March, I believe, 23rd. 24th to the 26th. Thank you. March 24th to the 26th. Uh, come through, hang out, say hi to us, check out the convention, have a good time. I'm actually thinking about getting um, pronoun ribbons to hand out to people. I haven't decided. I'm still checking prices and all of that. I got to take care of some other stuff as well. So I'm hoping I have more than enough time to get it all done. So didn't you say you wanted to have think you were thinking about us having a panel? Well, I already submitted that um, a podcast, a live podcasting panel. So I'm hoping, okay. hoping that will go through because they did allow for another group to do a live podcast. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not too, too worried about that. Let's just see how things go. Um, I believe that is it. So now we're going to get to the part of the show that y'all kind of enjoy. Uh, Geek Roundtable. This is where we talk more about the geekier aspects of our lives. Um, and some of the cool stuff. I know I've said a couple things uh, earlier on, but it's kind of pertinent to our weekend day. So how what you got for the Geek Roundtable today, Ari? Uh, well, the other day I went and got a new watch. Nice. This is the uh, Samsung Galaxy Watch Five. Oh, cool. Hey, hang on, it's kind of hard to see the uh, the screen. Here. Yeah, I see. No, I see it. It's the reflection that what makes it hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, you know, it it tracks all sorts of different things. You know, it links up on my phone real good and all that. You know, it's like. You know, tracks, you know, movement, steps, all that, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's good. And, uh, oh, uh, oh, it also has alerts from, like, face. you know, it's linked up so you get Facebook and Twitter alerts. And, yeah. Uh, apparently someone's asking me if, uh, you needed aloe for that burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, oh, another uh, odd thing about it is, like, this isn't the uh, actual band it came with. Mm-hmm. I actually had to go out and, well, send away for him, not go out and get. <clears throat> I had to go out and get a new one, a, you know, extra long ones, because uh, I need something that I could get around something this thick. <laughs> well, you can, I, well, I, I've done the same thing. Like, you can, I have the Galaxy Watch 4, but I have, like, a sports band on mine. 
think I paid uh-huh. like no more than ten bucks off of Amazon. So because all you have, all you have to do is look for like forty. I don't know about yours, but mine's a forty millimeter watch. All I need is forty millimeter watch bands. So this is forty four. Yeah. So all you need to look up on Amazon. Yeah. For, yeah, when, yeah, I, yeah. I, when I get, uh, I looked at the sign like yeah you, for that one you just get our uh, twenty yeah twenty millimeter ones you'll be fine. Like okay. And, uh, yeah, it's, I'll definitely get my steps in when I go to Zenkai Gone, that's for damn sure. That'll be all of us. <laughs> That'll definitely be all of us. All right, Marco, what are you sharing off for us today? So, I'm sharing off uh, some birthday gifts. Um, I, you know, knowing that I am a collector now of freaking pop figures, which I never thought I would be. You're welcome. It wasn't you, so don't be going shit like that. Partially. I kept pushing you in that direction. Yeah, you kept buying me shit. So yeah. Of course I'll collect shit if I have a lot of it already. But still. Um, so yeah, so this actually is a gift from, uh, my mother and her girlfriend of the, uh, Walt Disney world 50th anniversary collection. Um, so yeah, so it's Mickey with his, uh, little magic hat and then Minnie on one of the carousel horses. That is nice. Yeah. So I mean, I between Christmas and my birthday, I I think I've added an extra 15, 16, 17 pop figures to my collection. And your and your and your collection should be at least double the value of mine. And I have five more that are coming. I still have the five that I ordered, you know, right as the pandemic was mm-hmm. starting. And the shipping issues happened. Yeah. So I still have five from almost three years ago that are coming that I have, you know, I've contacted them. My address has been updated. You know, I contacted them making sure that everything was still there. They still have all of my stuff. They're just waiting on one freaking pop figure that took forever to ship over. Gotcha. Okay. All right, so as I have said previously that I have tend to collect a lot of figurines and so forth. And one day I come home from work and I find three at my door. And I show it off the first two. The third one is, let me grab it real quick. Uh, As I like to call it, uh, Lily Saber. I think that's who this is uh, from Fate Grand Order. So now I have all the sabers in the colors that I like. White, red, and blue. Again, this was still in the box because I don't have room for it. Also, another thing. Um, let me see if I can grab it real quick. Um, I believe I had mentioned previously that a friend has a DDR machine. And he just got a new build. But his computer is very, very old. We're talking at least 10 years old. It's a gateway desktop. That's how old it is. 
So, between me and my friend Diego, we are building him a brand new uh, DDR box. Ari, you probably haven't recognized this, but this is your old board. Can't hear you. You're muted. <laughs> my apologies. I was going to say, oh, you managed to get all the dust off of it. Yeah. Nice. A, good, a couple of good shots of compressed air did the trick, and I put a brand new fan on it. So, brand new fan, fresh memory, a brand new bracket. The old bracket I was waiting almost a week for showed up today after I ordered another one that showed up Sunday. This is going back. The only, uh, only thing left is to get the case, put the, put the extra fans in, and so forth. I'm probably going to order the case before the end of the week. Uh, Diego's going to supply the storage, so we'll have something good. It won't be up and running for the party this weekend, but at least it's it's something. So, uh -huh. also, I have mentioned before that I did get a package from the post office, but it never appeared on my doorstep, and I went to file a claim. And the post office, fuck them, uh, rejected my claim. So, I also appealed my claim and again that was also rejected so the united states postal service even i understand there are people who work there no control of their own and i do understand the majority of people that work at the post office are the problem and not the solution but to come full circle every single one of you can go fuck yourselves <laughs> that's it that's all I gotta say about that it's, what's interesting is I got a, I have a letter here a, a birthday card for my friend Char, Charlene that I sent out in December this is it's second time coming back saying of no return address or something like that can't forward it and yet I sent her a Christmas card that made its way there so I don't understand what the hell Honestly, I don't even think the post office understands what the hell. Nah, basically. And the last thing is, um, one thing that uh, me and Mako did, we stopped by the Asian supermarket and stocked up on ocean bombs. And those are the sparkling waters. We talked about, uh, we talked about that on the show a while back, but now you can find them, uh, you can find them in a lot of local Asian supermarkets. Alright, a few. Because I have promised a couple people to bring to send them bring them sets of like of the inner senshi and so forth. So now you can get uh for regular juices as I think is one piece. The teas are Street Fighter, I think regular juices are Dragon Ball as well. But as I said, this every week I'm gonna try a new flavor of the different sailor senshis that they have available. When we went, they didn't have the outers, just the inners. So maybe they'll have them by next week. But this week, I have a flavor. I have one here that I know that even Ari will gre greatly appreciate. Ah, uh, Sailor Mercury. <laughs> Again, blah blah blah. Thirst joke. Mm. Well, I'm I'm not. It has nothing to do with thirst, but I do see the connection here. I just mentioned you because I know Mercury is your favorite senshi. Yeah, yeah, you're right there. And this one is pear flavored, so. Let's give this one a try. Interesting. Yeah. That'll be something blue, like, you know, blueberry, but whatever. Mm, true. Hmm. It's a little strong for pear, but it's the carbonation. 
but it's really but it's not bad it's really good can't complain too much about that so uh let's see what do we have here now before we go ahead and uh continue uh tonight's show um let me adjust the volume here before we go ahead and continue i do have some late breaking news here so i'm gonna drop that in real quick uh, if i can find it there we go And you're probably wondering what kind of breaking news is going on. This kind of dropped in my lap at like yesterday. So I was kind of surprised about this. So this is why it's not on the show roll for this week. Uh, I just wanted to report that James Kapustas, veteran Otakon staffer who made the first known anime music video, passed away at the age of 64. No, it's not 64. Uh, 62. Anime.com Inc. publisher and founder Michael Pinto reported on Twitter on Sunday that James Bernard Jim Kaplisis, a longtime Otakon staffer who was recognized in the U.S. anime fandom as the first known person to create an AMV, an anime music video, has passed away. In 1982, when he was a 21-year-old college student, Kaplisis hooked up two VCRs to each other and used scenes from Space Battleship Yamato sync the Beatles song All You Need Is Love to create the first known AMV. He has he has given several interviews about the experiences of Japan Times, AnimeCons.com, and the podcast Anime World Order. He's also shared his account of creating the first known AMV on his Facebook page, uh, which the Anime Encyclopedia co-author Helen McCarthy shared with permission on Twitter last November. He was also featured in the AMV docu-series available on YouTube. Kaplisis told the Japan Times he still created AMVs as a way to share his hobby and get practice with editing as he was a communications major at the time. While many fans would take would take the effort to use VCRs to create AMVs in the 80s and the 90s, that changed in the early 2000s with the rise in popularity of Japanese pop culture in the U.S. and the switch to digitally created AMVs. AMV screenings and contests are now a staple of U.S. anime cons. His second AMV included a second version of All You Need Is Love AMV, are available to view on his YouTube channel. Uh, is, this, is this supposed to be named? No, it is not. According to his LinkedIn profile, he has worked at various positions at Otakon, from video operations to technical operations to info desk and ex- exhibitions for more than 20 years. Thank you, good sir. Godspeed. And I do remember sitting there. I've never done the VCR to VCR editing but i have done vcr to bootleg dazzle or to the aio wonder card in my pc and just record is going tape to tape to record everything that i need and then just laying down the music and going about my way and i remember being at cons like anim animazement where they would do the amvs they would just it would be one it's no master tape it's just one tape at a time now what you what I, they, mean, I wouldn't even I would have never known that would be possible. Yeah. I'm not I'm not even sure how I discovered that. I probably discovered it by accident. But uh, but now you you email it or you upload it to a server site or whatever and they just put together a playlist and run it through VLC and they put in like their little intros and stuff to introduce each video, you know, which is kind of cool. And now now that we got that out the way, what we're going to do now, we're going to give you an update on Neo Anime Oasis, that clusterfuck of a convention. Oh, uh, shit. 
Oh boy. No! It... <sighs> you know the saying that too little too late? Uh-huh. Due to the backlash, they've removed the part about enforcing anime cosplay at the convention. Alright, raise your hand if you're legit surprised by that. I, I think I kind of am. I think I am kind of surprised because I actually thought they were going to stand their ground on this. Now, some of you who may not know. They, they, they couldn't throw out everyone. Well, like, that's just hmm. it. If you're going based off of Japanese manga, there are a lot of things that Japan has turned into manga. Yeah. Including Deadpool, mm-hmm. Batman, mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So when you get a lot of people going, okay, I'm going to be Deadpool, it still works because it's manga. But here, see, also they're capping it at 1,300 people. So they could get away with it. But the bigger question is how i mean are, how, i mean the audacity of them to have staffers uh stand there and be like you can't come into the into the convention area because you're not an anime cosplay like the fuck i am again unenforceable <sighs> i mean it kind of is but it's just it's like, the, in this case, it ends just, does not justify the means. It would just be ridiculous. It would just been, no. This, this could, I legitimately believe they would not be able to pull this off. And if they did, their attendance would be really, really low. Anywho. Yeah. Back on. Adjust it just a bit. Anywho, let's get into uh, uh into tonight's um our stories. And then before we continue on, Bonza 006 says cosplay con equals dress coding, in my opinion. Okay. I don't think there's a dress coding per se. I just feel like if you're going to a con, you're gonna cosplay. Just cosplay. Just be respectful to the people who cosplay. Simple as that. How hard is it to how hard is it to not be a shitlord, you know? As, as much as we all busted on certain groups that continued to uh go to conventions and dress and things, mm-hmm. it wasn't the fact that they were dressing as those characters. It's the fact that they were being very disruptive. So when you've got a convention going, you can only dress in something like this. I mean, I, I get it, but you have to fully commit to the theme then. I mean, I, for one, have wanted to do um, the Labyrinth Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, it occurs every year, and it is a fancy dress. Mm-hmm. Um, I do don't know what they would do if Deadpool showed up because that isn't the type of event that this is. It is a fancy ball. Mm-hmm. 
I could see a Deadpool dressed up fancy being Or just fun. put on a suit and a, a Deadpool mask. No, that wouldn't cut it. No. Like, this is legit. Mm-hmm. People spend thousands of dollars on their costumes to go to this ball. Um, so if you're going to, you know, do something like that, you need to theme your costume for that. So is it, you know, kind of a dress coding? It could be, but if the event calls for it, it's not bad. Something like this, they're just trying to, you know, this isn't a Gen Con. It's, you know, it's a manga convention. It's an anime convention. You know, something like that, where unless they're going to completely commit to the theme mm-hmm. and have nothing outside of that being sold, being talked about, anything like that, then I can understand it. But you know these conventions are not going to stick to that theme. Hell, even Doctor Who has manga out there. Oh, yeah, I believe it. I believe it too. But, you know, I mean, I mean, if it costs, I mean, I don't think anyone would really want to go through all that effort to pull off something like that for, for the Labyrinth Ball. I'm just saying if they did, God damn, that's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, the, if you look at some of the costumes, the costumes are amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're, you know, different fairies and different humans, but it's a very consistent theme in the dress. I could completely see, again, somebody taking a theme like that and going as the Avengers. And it would be a hit, and it would be amazing. Actually, I would really like to see that. I, I think that would be really fun. <laughs> Meanwhile, while Mako-chan plots to see if she could pull off something like that, we want to give you an update on the Love Live School Idol uh, Festival game that's on mobile devices. It's coming to an end. After ten, nearly 10 years, it is going away the way of the Dodo Bird. On the official website for, for the Love Live franchise, they announced uh, last Tuesday... I think it was yeah, last Tuesday, that the game, that smartphone game will be ending service on March 31st, which is 16 days before the 10th anniversary of the game's release in Japan. Fortunately, we're going to have a successor to the game called Love Life School Idol Festival 2 Miracle Live. We have no release date on that, and we don't know how that game is going to be. Now, in September 2019, an updated version of the original Love Live game came out called Love Live School Idol Festival All-Stars. And it came out globally February of 2020. This had the new Love Live characters from the later anime, uh, Nijikasaki High School Idol Club. And it ran its storyline alongside with uh, Love Live School Idol Festival. The smartphone rhythm game launched alongside the franchise's first television anime in 2013. Wow. 10 years and told additional side stories and character focused stories not seen in the anime. The game is primarily a rhythm game, which players tap the screen in time to on-screen prompts based on the songs from the love live series. 
the game launched overseas in 2014 and has spawned Love Life School Idol Festival after school activity arcade game in 2016 and was ported to the PlayStation 4 uh, two years ago, which I still have the free base game. I have not bought anything in regards to it, but I should pick up some couple of song packs and just start playing through them just because they are kind of fun. Now, in that last article, we there was no street official date yet on on the new game, but it is. But there is talk that it's going to be available spring twenty twenty three. All the songs from the Love Life franchise will be in the game. So yes, songs from Muse, Aquas, Nijigaku, Lealia, and many of the side groups in between. It'll be available through an improved interface while retaining the original gameplay experience. You'll have stories with more advanced formats, such as a chat with animated cutscenes produced by Studio Sunrise, and new ultra illustrations where Yo, Lanzu, and KK will also tease in this big announcement for the second game. You can pre-reg for the game, but only in Japan, though. Now, what they're doing is they're releasing a key visual for each of the four Love Live groups, which is coming out every week at real-life locations across February and in the start of March to in the lead-up to the game being released on mobile devices. The first Love Live School Idol Festival game started its service on April 15th, 2013 in Japan, which eventually opened worldwide a year later, May 12th, 2014. All the servers eventually combined by June 2021 with the English players on the same server as the Japanese players. The game began with Muse and brought Aquas into the fold in July of 2016. Even with the starting point, what will become Love Live Nijikasaki High School Idol Club with some of the more popular normal cards. An arcade game, as we mentioned before, was spawned from the original mobile game in 2016, which did come out for the PS4 five years later. And I will say, it play it, it's a great, it's fun, it's a good game, but don't expect like all the storyline stuff that's in the mobile game. You're just playing to unlock and do do cool stuff. That's all. Right now we got that out the way. Uh, Ari, tell us about this manga about our American rock star. Uh, let's see. Bunkei uh, Shunju published a reprint of Hideko Mizuno's classic Fire with an exclamation point on manga for the first time in 23 years last Friday. The release is compiled across two volumes, each containing a sh- short story that has never been previously released in Tem Kobun. F- and took Tankobon format. Pink Floyd is the first Tankobon. volume. Huh? The term is called Tankobon. Tankobon, okay. yep. Pink Floyd in the first volume and Keith Jarrett in the second. <clears throat> At the venerable age of, 80, of 83, Mizunu drew brand new covers for the repent and posted them to Twitter. The manga story is set in the 1960s in America. Aaron, a poor but earnest young man, is mistaken for a criminal and sent to juvie. There he meets Firewolf and is captivated by the music he hears. After Firewolf, after Firewolf's untimely death, Aaron leaves prison and takes his guitar, Firewolf's guitar, with him. He forms a band Fire with his friends, and Aaron's talent blossoms and Fire takes off. All that good stuff. 
Uh, it launched in Shueisha's 17 fashion magazine in 1979, 1969 and ended in 1971. And it won the 15th Shogaku-kan Manga Award in 1970. Uh, the press release describes it as a historically significant manga to help define a hitero- hitherto non-existent shoujo manga category in the 1960s. In interviews, me. Zuno has said that he was inspired by the anti-Vietnam War movement and civil rights protests in the United States. And his ca- and Aaron is based off Scott Walker, leader of the Walker Brothers Band. Hmm. So yeah, some a rocker traveling across you know America during the civil rights movement. It sounds pretty awesome. That does sound pretty awesome. Hmm. <sighs> Right now we kick it over to Mako Chan because we're in her fandom for the most part. Sailor Moon and shoes. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not, you know, huge on shoes, but <clears throat> when stuff like this comes out, it's it's kind of cool. Yeah. So, um, everybody has heard of the shoemaker Jimmy Cho. Jimmy Cho depends on who you ask. Mm-hmm. Um. And we've all seen the original Sailor Moon shoes that were blinged to high hell and cost $12,000. Jesus. Well, the... And I bet they didn't even have them in my size either. Uh, no, I think they came in tiny feet and tinier feet. Um, but the first major collaboration and the first new feature for the company is a new set of Sailor Moon shoes. This mm-hmm. time, they're going to base the designs on the inner Senshi. Um, so Mercury inspires a pair of chunky retro platform ankle boots. With Jesus a blue stem on the sole. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, and she, if you and she'll if, take one step on those and fucking shatter her ankles. I don't know about that. I don't know. No, something that thick as a heel is not bad at all. Um, they're very comfortable, as you know, depending on the, the you know the insole and everything. Mm-hmm. But because of the width and thickness of the heels, they're actually very comfortable shoe. Um, Mars naturally has her iconic red pumps. I'll punish you in a high heels line sold separately. (laughs) Extra pointy, too. Jupiter has a pair of green lace-up combat boots that are simultaneously tough and gorgeous. They kind of of remind me of the ones that you got for your birthday last year. Um, yeah, mine are like neon green. Mm -hmm. These are actually Jupiter's color, though. I wouldn't want Jupiter to kick me wearing those. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Venus is inspired uh, by dress shoes with ankle straps and a little extra sparkle. Hers do have gems on them. See, I've always (laughs) said that out of all the different types of shoes for the Sailor Senshi, Venus was always the one that was the hardest to pull off because of the design. Because depending on the style of the shoe, you're either manga classic anime, crystal anime, or PGSM live action. It all depends. So. Yeah, so, I mean, if you kind of look up close, I mean, one of uh, the Venus shoes do have little gems all over them. 
But if you look really close at the heel, um, it looks like underneath yep. uh, there is a gem exactly like Mercury. Mm-hmm. I'm... So there's a very good chance that Mars and Jupiter will also have that. There is a new one inspired for Sailor Moon. Um, it is the same shape as the original, just a hell of a lot less bling. Um, they also came out with a Sailor Moon inspired handbag, which is printed with images from the manga. That is nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, the shoes are going to be available worldwide starting February 14th on their website. There have been no prices announced yet, which is kind of scary because, again, this is a, you know, famous fashion brand. Mm -hmm. So um, considering there aren't as many crystals as the original look, I don't think you're looking at a $12,000 shoe, but you're probably looking at something that's at least... You know, a couple of thousand. I have a friend who actually owns a pair of Louboutins. I I have a feeling she is probably going to invest in a pair of these. Then again, she is on a uh, six-figure salary, whereas I'm on a five, so. I mean, you there <laughs> are shoe people. And, you know, most of the shoe people that you see that actually collect and aren't just, you know crazy shoe people you know crazy mm. wearing them all the time but the people that actually collect them those types of shoe people they display them they display exactly it's not just a shoe it is a work of art so they you know are completely displayed they do get worn but you know it's never outside of the house kind of thing mm-hmm. oh absolutely not yeah it's like oh i'm having a party i will walk from here to my limo to the party back to my limo and then the shoes are coming off and going back away. I imagine they're holding off on on, on uh, reporting the price because they don't want the fucking weaves to get sticker shock. Yeah, I mean, th- like, I'm looking at these and I have to say I like the look of all of them. But, like, I'm kind of upset at just how plain Jupiter's looks. Okay. Like it's I, that's not the kind of shoe that I would expect from, you know, a designer of this type. It is a very basic boot. Um, I can't see what the front has on it. If it's just you know a texture on the front of the toe, or if that's supposed to be some sort of gem or something like that. But that's legit like the only decoration on this entire shoe um it's not even shiny like mars's pump it you know it has no visible bling on it so i'm just i i like these are just promo photos that have come out so obviously you're not seeing the entire shoe but i really hope there's a little bit more bling on there you know i i know that Jupiter was always seen as the tomboy that would kick mm-hmm. your ass, but yep. she was also very feminine, and these just don't strike me as being as glamorous as the others, which is very sad.
Makes sense. Let's see what else do we have here? Ah, things come right back to me. Give me one second. Here I need to throw pass something around real quick and there we go. Alright, so we're, we talked about this um a, a bit a bit whiles back about an international anime music festival. Unfortunately, they are postponing. Which I kind of had a feeling. So according to their uh, Twitter, official Twitter account, which is the International Anime Music Festival, they announced last month on January 26th that its North American tour has been postponed due to technical and production issues. The tour will begin in Mexico March 30th and 31st. Anime Entertainment LLC will provide ticket holders of the canceled shows with refunds at their point of purchase. The company has yet to announce new dates for the tour. The festival was scheduled to tour across 37 locations in the U.S. and Canada in February and March. Pre-sale tickets went on sale for this festival back on October 31st, and general tickets went on sale November 4th. The festival will continue its tour throughout 2023 in Europe, Southeast Asia, and South America as well. The concert will feature brand new songs and never-before-seen content. It is what it is, so... A part of me thinks it's not just production issues. I think it has something to do with the 19 and how our numbers here are higher than normal or in compared to other countries, you know, but that's just me. But it would have been nice to go and check it out, though. It really uh -huh. would have been nice. So now we're going to continue to talk more music as Mako tells us about this Japanese composer who walked away with a frigging Grammy. Yeah, so the 65th an an uh, Annual Grammy Awards uh, were this past weekend. Um, and it marks uh, one of the biggest events of the music industry calendar. Um but for Japanese musician Masa Takumi, whose real name is Masanori Takumi, it was the biggest night of his life, as his latest album, Sakura, won a Grammy for Best Global Music Album, the first Japanese artist to win in this category. Uh, Takumi is a seasoned composer, having created songs for many different disciplines, including anime. Hmm. His anime work includes Claymore, Level E... Um, Amagi Brilliant Park, and uh, Haruhi, as well as many more. He has also written songs for J-pop bands De Pump, Jam Project, Cute, Exile, and more. I've actually His listened to some of those bands. They're really good. Mm -hmm. His Grammy Award-winning album, Sakura, combines his experience with traditional Asian instruments, which features him playing the uh, shamisen, a three-string Japanese jazz three-string traditional Japanese musical instruments, and the piano. Uh, he says he was speechless on stage accepting the award in Los Angeles. I'm going to have to pick this up because I, I actually really enjoy traditional uh, Japanese music. Uh, so considering that this is going to be traditional mixed with piano, I'm, I'm actually really excited to listen to it. 
Well, if now that you're mentioning it, I'm actually checking um, Amazon, and it's on their Music Unlimited out of uh, on on there. So that's one way to listen to it. Nice. Or you can, I think you can buy the actual digital album for like eight bucks too. So. But I think I would actually want to actually purchase the actual album itself and then just add it to my collection. So I'll see if I can track it down one way or another. And now we're going to get into our final story of the night in regards to Evangelion ditching the original script. The fuck? The live-action Evangelion play ditches Shinji, Rei, and the entire anime cast for a new story and characters. And there are some people right now that are cheering about that. Because they don't like Shinji, apparently. Or, or for some, Asuka. Mm-hmm. But, uh, let's see. Almost as soon as Evangelion became a hit in late night... Let's see. Uh... It's like, uh, where is it? Uh, let's see. It's it's not going to be something the play will be delivering. Out. It's going to be an entirely original story with a new cast of characters, titled Evangelion Beyond. <clears throat> the play is the centerpiece of the Evangelion celebration, dubbed Evangelion Kabukicho Impact, that hmm. will take place in New Tokyo Kabukicho Tower in Tokyo, in Tokyo's Kabukicho neighborhood. In Instead of Shinji, the story will focus on a boy named Soshi Tamori, played by actor Masataka Kumada. Uh, story details are still scarce, but Evangelion Beyond is set on a devastated Earth where 14-year-old boys and pilots and girls pilot Evangelions in, connect, in connection to, to, uh, to uh, restore humanity to its previous stability. Soshi, who never knew his parents and is seen as a leader of his community... <clears throat> Witnesses the beginning of a tragedy, and together with Yu Mizuho, a member of the mysterious agency Mensch, involved in Evangelion operations and energy sourcing, seeks to uncover the truth. Yu uh, <clears throat> will be played by Shiju, Shizuka Ishibashi. Also, they also announce as members of the cast are Nijiro Murakami as Tan Hasumi, a reluctant new recruit, Eva pilot. And Tetsushi Tanaka and Mats- Masasugu Sogo, commander of Mensch, who's seeking a new energy that will save mankind. So, jettisoning the entire character cast of one of the most popular anime franchises ever is a bold move, as is ca- casting the 25 year old Murakami and ostensibly the 34 year old Kumada as well to play 14 year olds. <laughs> Let's see. Evan- Evangelion Beyond Beautiful. Will be the first production held the new theater Milano Za, housed within the Tokyo Kabuchi, the Kabukicho Tower building, and will run from May 6th to the 28th, with tickets going sale April 2nd. The play then moves to Nagano on June 3rd and 4th, and then from Osaka to June 10th and 19th. It's weird. I'm seeing a bunch of allusions to the actual cast and crew. Basically, I, this is, I saw mention of like thinking, oh, German influences. Okay, I see where that's going. I mean, to me, it kind of feels like, well, let's do a sequel series. Let's just do other things. Let's see where it goes. 
Yeah, maybe they'll end up doing what they did with like One Piece and Dragon Ball Z and Boruto, where they take the where they cameo the uh, original cast, but they're all freaking jobbers, you know, the, to set up how mm-hmm. good the new guys are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this feels like freaking Ava fan fiction. He's got to start somewhere. I don't know how Ava fans are going to react to this. As an improvement. (sighs) (laughs) How involved is uh, Ano Hideaki? Do you know? I don't know. Nor do I care. Well, because he, like, he made Ray out to be as creepy as possible, and that, and you know, people reacted to her in a completely different way and she and he was like no not like that and well we all know how that went yeah I know now that we got that out the way we're glad that you're here for the best part of the show meanwhile in Japan where we talk about the more outlandish stuff in Japan and since Ari does have to leave soon because he has work in the morning he gets up before the rest of us god mm-hmm. bless that man he is going to pick the first article on me and Mako decide over the fate of the other two and I already think I know which one she's going to take I don't care which one I take mm. I, I know which one I'm not going to take because I know that one's specifically for you I think oh. I know. I think I know which one Ari's going to take, though. The first one. Shocky! I would have thought you would have gone for the second one. Like I said, I have to be out of here early. I mean, you could have gone first. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and still go oh, first. Yeah, 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 I'll take the second one. Yeah, then. go right ahead. Yeah. Uh, Centuri's Prize Hakushu whiskey is going into a can for the premium highball Hakushu. Centuri's Hakushu is one of the most. It's one of the company's best full of whiskeys. Produced at Centauri's Hakushu Distillery in the forest at the foot of Kamio of Kaki of Kaiko Magatake Yama in Japan's Southern Alps, Centauri decides the single malt Hakushu is the verdant Japanese whiskey and says the unique quality and amount of water and even the region's air contribute to its special flavor. In other words, it's very classy whiskey and it'll soon be available in a can. Mm. The opposite of classy when it comes to alcohol. Uh, Centauri's Premium Highball Hakushu, as the name implies, is a canned cocktail made with Hakushu. The drink delivers a characteristic smoky fragrance and subtle fruit taste of the storied single malt, but instead of having to mix the drink yourself, you can just pull it out of the fridge and crack it open. Mm. While you can enjoy it straight from the can, the optimal drinking experience that Centauri recommends is pouring it into a glass over ice, which will allow you to admire the liquid's color as you sip it. The premium highball Hakushu was created as part of Centauri's celebration of the 100th anniversary of the founder Shinjiro Tori's launch into the company's whiskey-making operations, which is also the 50th anniversary of the completion of the Hakushu distillery. The 350-millimeter beverage is milliliter beverage is priced at 600 yen. That's about 465, making it a bit pricier than the run-of-the-mill can cocktails like Chuhis. Too high. Too highs. Mm-hmm. Okay. But still reasonably priced considering the premium liquor involved. It goes on sale June 6th, so Centauri has given the 
quite the advance heads up to by announcing it now. Considering the popularity of Hakushu brand and the fact that premium eyeball Hakushu will only be available for a limited time, it's probably a good idea to mark the sale, mark the on-sale date on your calendar now. Like, is it like, what are they gonna do with it next? Friggin', uh, carbonize it? Uh, well, they might. Um, they'll make, they'll make fucking Japanese white claws. You know what? I got nothing on that one. I got nothing. Uh, oh boy. I What's tried it? running. There ain't no laws when you're drinking claws through Google Translate. Oh, why would you do that? I don't know. My morbid <sighs> curiosity got the better of me again. Ari, sir. You are a glutton for punishment. Or maybe I just don't know when to quit. Either or. But now's a good time for me to quit because yeah. I got to get up early. Good night, everybody. Friend. Take care, Ari. Right. All right. I'm going to go ahead and mute that out and just leave it like that. Uh, I thought I had a... Oh, screw it. I'll take care of that later. I keep meaning to switch it to like a two-scene mode. I'll eventually get around to doing that. Eventually. So, anywho, um, I will go next. I will talk about this res revolving sushi that's no longer revolving at a restaurant chain. And to be perfectly honest, I want to try, I want to go to a revolving sushi place. I think there's a spot in Fort Lee. I should actually traverse my way up there one way or another. Eventually. Tonight. But, anywho. It seems that the sushi has stopped revolving at Japan's biggest revolving sushi restaurant chain. Wonder what brought that on. Sushiro is Japan's largest and most popular Kaizen Sushi or revolving sushi restaurant chain. There are roughly 650 locations across Japan, and if you're heading to one anytime around dinner hours, usually you'll feel sure it's going to be crowded with customers. But the company is facing a crisis right now with customer trust plummeting. Late last month, a video surfaced of a teenager licking the soy sauce container and the self-service teacup at his table, leaving the tainted items for the next person to use. The disgusting incident has caused Japan's ordinarily kaizen sushi-loving public to think twice about dining in such restaurants, leaving Sushiro scrambling to reassure them about the sanitariness of their branches and the company's latest move to stop the sushi revolving at the revolving restaurants. Okay. So this is what they're going to do. As of February 3rd, Sushiro posted a notice on their official website announcing three changes in its operating policy. First and most significantly, it has stopped it has stopped be circulating for up for grab place sushi among its conveyors. Instead, Customers must first order the sushi that they want using the touchscreen panel at their table, after which the order plate will be sent via express conveyor lane. In contrast to the regular conveyor, which runs around the restaurant on a continual closed circuit, the express lane slides the plate directly to the table of the customer that orders it, where the plate then stops so the customer can retrieve it. By limiting the amount of plate time plates are traveling around the conveyor, and also since the plates move at a faster speed on the express lane than the standard one, 
Getting up for an up for grab sushi plate will basically reduce the risk of pranksters tampering with the food that someone else is going to eat. Ooh, I, I like that. The second change involves utensils. At Kazan Sushi restaurants, the table is wiped down and cleaned between customers, but there's usually a large stack of or box of utensils and condiments such as chopsticks, soy sauce plates and containers and teacups that remain on the table as new diners take for themselves as they need. While those stacks are going to remain as sushiro, the chain says that customers can request new utensils or condiments can be brought to the table directly by a staff member at any time for the benefit of diners who've lost faith in the table's previous occupants didn't dirty them. Fair. The utensil and condiment stock can be seen at both front and back ends of the table as part of their setup. Now, the last thing that they're doing, they're installing clear acrylic partitions between tables and the conveyor in order to help prevent accidental or intentional touching of food on its way to the person who will be eating it. This might not seem like the most effective countermeasure since the partition will by necessity still be low enough for people to reach over so they can retrieve food that they've ordered. It should at least make it a little more difficult to quickly, easily touch other people's food as it goes by. So perhaps the logic is that pranksters will think twice if the partition is going to make their body language more noticeable. Mushiro's announcement says that these are, at the moment, temporary measures. However, though, even before the licking incident, there has been a trend in the revolving sushi restaurant industry away from having many up-for-grab plates on the lane. After enough time passes, unclaimed sushi has to be taken off the lane and thrown out, raising expenses for the restaurant. Customers generally prefer to taste a fresher made-to-order sushi, and touchscreen ordering is no longer such a high technological hurdle for diners or restaurant operators. So it could very well end up that Sushiro decides to make the switch to non-order revolving sushi permanent and if it does, the rusted industry may follow the leader's decision. Okay. I have never seen how a Sushiro restaurant is laid out. So maybe they could just use the exist, modify the conveyor, send it around directly to you or something like that. Who knows? That's what thing I am looking forward to trying. And now our last story. Is basically Mako-chan's life story. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I would want one shaped like this, but eh. Um, so yeah, a, a genius in Japan has created a concept for an ultimate nap chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so there is a word used for lunch break, which is uh, Hiro Yasumi. Literally, though, it translates as midday break. And so, um, obviously, you know, in Japan, everybody's working their damn asses off. So a lot of people catch naps Mm -hmm. on the train. Uh, So what he ended up doing is he came up with a concept for what looks like a perfect nap chamber. Mm Mm-hmm. Your view looks a lot like the telework video conference booths that are popping up in train stations, airports, and other travel hubs. Open up the door, and instead of a miniature office or studio, you find a compact copy of a commuter train. Specifically, um, 
the creator's nap booth concept is inspired by the bench seat section at the corner of Japanese commuter trains. And there's a picture of it avail- that we're showing off on our stream if you want to check it out. I like this concept. Yeah, as anyone who's spent much time on trains in Japan has, um, one of it's one of the country's favorite places to take a nap. Office workers, students, and partiers all routinely doze off on trains. And while it may seem like a risky place to sleep, Japan does have a very low crime rate, which means there's little fear of being pickpocketed or having your bag stolen. And because of the precise timing of the public transportation system, it makes it very easy for your internal clock to wake you up before arriving at your stop. Mm -hmm. So what this is... um, The concept art details a number of great features the nap pod would recreate. Ergonomical shaped seats, partition to rest your head against it if you want to sleep leaning to the side, window compartment to rest your head against if you want to sleep leaning back, a parcel shelf, and hand strap. A few moments later. Okay, sorry about that. Um, my computer decided to crash, a memory management error, and it dumped everything. But don't worry, I have been recording all of this, so I do have a backup. So what we did tonight so far is still here. So that's what happened. My system decided to give me the green screen of death. So, Marco, you were basically done with the article, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up my OneNote right now, so... So I can have everything together. So, yes. Thank you for the welcome back, Santa Berry. I, I think uh, next week when I'm on, I have my little break from work, I'm going to put in the Uber AIO cooler. It might be time for that now. <sighs> oh, God. This is, what a day, what a day. So basically, yeah, you've basically talked about the, um, the nap, um, the nap box, the nap chamber. What was that? I said yes. Yeah, and I would just say I would love one of these because this is basically my commute back and forth. Two, three stops in, I am sleep, and I wake up around two or three stops before it's time for me to get up and go. It's far and few that I oversleep, but if I miss my stop, I end up getting off. And I, I don't go back to the same st- my normal stop. I go I go catch a different train, which puts me closer to my job. So it's not so not too too bad. So. Anywho, um, let me get everything back up here. Let me run all of these apps the way they should be. Um, just bear with me, y'all. I am bringing everything up so we can kind of. Wrap up the show to the best of our to the best of my abilities. I know I have a lot of recording and editing to do tonight. That's going to be so so fun. But at least audition did uh remember to uh did bring up the temp files. So anywho, let's go ahead and wrap up the show. And it's already set for see you next week. Thank you, Opera. You actually did something great for me for once. <laughs> Oh, let's get out of here. Okie dokie. If you like uh, tonight's show, tell a friend. The intern will tell another friend and so forth. 
We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we like and don't like, we're basically telling you as is. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at animejamsession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, editorials, anime reviews, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, links to our YouTube page of convention coverage, links to our Facebook page of cosplay coverage, and a whole lot more. And that's AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, you can pick up any mobile device where it's run by Android or iOS, download a podcasting app, and you can check out all of our older episodes of Anime Jam Session on the go. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, what else do we have out there? iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, any of those. Just search Anime Jam Session and the episodes will come up. So give them a listen. We would love to hear what you think because what's cool is these apps give you the ability to leave reviews. So if you can, leave us one. We'd like to hear from it. And please don't forget to follow us on our socials. It's just YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's Anime Jam Session. Follow our YouTube for our convention videos. Follow our Twitter so you know when we're going live and when we have articles going up. And our Facebook for our cosplay photos and other cool things, you know? And as Bonzo 6 says in regards to our article about the nap chamber, in New York City, we sleep during our commute and wake up at our stop. It's a learned thing here. Yep, basically. And don't forget, we have a link to our tip jar symbol as a link to our stream elements or Ko-Fi pages if you want to throw us a few dollars. You can donate bits to us or you can sub to the channel. Any of that is really appreciated and we couldn't do it without y'all. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Mako-chan. I am going to sleep. My last words, I think I drank a little bit too much water. Well, yeah. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new show and we shouldn't crash because it'll be better. Um... Barry will be joining us. It'll be great. It'll be good times. We hope you join us next week. So that is it. End of list. I'm Ranma. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night. All right, Mako-chan. Say good night. Good night, Mako-chan. Perfect. Awesome. We are out of here. See you all next week.
AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!